Welcome to Make Today Count, your 20 minutes of fresh conversation served up to inform, educate and inspire an abundant life. I'm your host Ross Dean and each episode I chat to thought leaders, influencers and experts in their game who all have one thing in common, the desire to go that extra mile. Pushing against the status quo to create a richer life for both themselves and those around them. Powered by compassion and driven by the need to leave the world that little bit better than when they arrived. Okay, hi guys, and welcome back to episode seven of Make Today Count. And today we are joined by the amazing Kaylee Norris. Nine years ago, Kaylee was diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, and since then has been on a mission to change her life so that she can thrive and live her most happiest and healthiest self. Kaylee believes that we're all here to be of service to the world and share our gifts in our own unique way. Through this, Kaylee loves to help others understand this is possible and inspires them to create a simple but effective habits which can change the way they think and feel about themselves. And this is why her blog, livinghealthybeatingcancer.com, was born. On her blog and through Instagram, Kaylee shares her story and tips on how to live her best life. Kaylee, welcome to Make Today Count. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ross. Brilliant. No, no you're more than welcome. You know, this is something I've been really looking forward to, having this conversation. Um, I've been trying to think back, because I think it was a couple of months ago that I came across your Instagram um, by way of, a, I think, a, a friend, maybe someone that we've had on the podcast before, it kind of shared something. And um, it really kind of intrigued me to, I, I, I think it was the, the, the type of things that you were speaking about really resonated with what we do here. Um, so I wanted to learn more. And when I got more deeper into your, into your story, it was, it was just so inspirational. And I, I just felt that all, everything that you were kind of sharing was really in tune with what, you know, I believe in and all the people we have on the show um, sort of believe in too. But I'll do a really rubbish job of telling your story. And I want you to do that yourself. So would you just, if, if people listening haven't come um, past your Instagram or your blog, can you just tell us about a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to um, creating the blog today? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter. Otherwise the story mm. could take forever to tell. <laughs> um, but I started so probably about 10, 11 years ago now, I mm. started to get a lot of um, pain in my ankle and I went to the doctors and they put it down to growing pains. They took an x-ray, but they said that there was mm. nothing wrong with it. Um, so I kind of just went with it. And then about another two years later, the pain started to get worse. It was traveling up my leg. Um, and I went back to the doctors and they found um, that there was some discoloring in the bones. And after some yeah. more investigations, I had to go through a couple of operations um, yeah. and some biopsies. And they found that it was a rare type of cancer. Um, for short, angiosarcoma, their name is very long and um, <laughs> I can't actually pronounce it myself. So, um <laughs> But yeah, and at this time, so I, I went through um, getting a diagnosis. I'm under a hospital in London now and they are fantastic. Mm. And I've um, had radiotherapy as well, which helped a lot with the pain. And um, the the thing that I found kind of really helped the most is gaining knowledge on cancer because we, we've all heard of the word cancer, but we don't really necessarily know what it means and there's different types of cancers out there. And yeah. uh, it's, it, it's quite deep, but really the research that I was doing kind of came back to it's what we're consuming in our bodies. So it's our food and also what we're consuming through our minds as well and helping to be at peace with the body, which can really, really help um, people either live with cancer or um you know go, go through remission it's a big mm. goal there and there's a, there's an incredible book called mom's not having chemo and it's a book that mm. I picked up um and read and it just really inspired me to start living the way I do now yeah so yeah that's a really long story cut <laughs> short <laughs> And I think, as you say, you know, a lot of us can probably relate in some ways because they know either know someone that's been diagnosed with cancer or someone that's lived with cancer in the past. Um, 
I guess at that age you were you were you were a young woman, you know. Um, probably I think you we saw around going into sort of um, later education that kind of time. Probably was it around that time? Yeah. So well, I was around twenty one, and um, mm. I was I actually wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, and I ended up going back to uni- university at twenty three. Um, which was a bit of a challenge within itself um, because um, I know I've spoken to you before that I do also have learning difficulties and I think that's a big Mm. part of my journey as well. Um, I found uh, education really, really difficult and then with having to kind of juggle of living with cancer with that as well Mm. during the degree, (laughs) you can quite imagine it it was quite quite hard. but there was a lot of support at university, which enabled me to go through and get my degree, which um, I absolutely loved. And now helping, it now helps me to help other people as well. So I studied um, special educational needs and disab- disability studies. And I think that's just really mm. important to mention that even if you do have learning difficulties, um, try break down those barriers because it's it's definitely nothing nothing to do with intelligence you know um some of the most intelligent people in the world have learning difficulties but i know Mm. that it is quite difficult sometimes so i was kind of juggling both of them at the same time yeah i mean that's that's something really interesting you know we have experience of that at home ourselves um my son is autistic um and he is um he'll be coming up to six um, and it's one of those things that, you know, especially as a, as a parent as well, sometimes you sort of think you, you sort of look to the future and say, you know, what does this hold? And, and we've, le- and we've learned over time that you just kind of, you sort of narrow your focus and, and take each sort of kind of step as it goes. Um, and that's been really important and really helpful for us in, in kind of doing that. And, um, I think that's, that's the case in a lot of circumstances, you know, um, you know, people going into, um university and with learning difficulties there's, there's no reason today i think we live in the best times for um you know fortunately for for support and and all these other things um and you as you say that was your that was your experience of of university yourself yeah and i definitely agree. i think knowledge is power and mm, that's right when you find out more about um sort of the whatever you know label condition sort of quote unquote Mm. um when you find out more about it you kind of enable yourself to um work with it and you can and it rather than it being um your main identity it just comes part of your identity and you're able to um understand yourself more have more self-awareness and when you have that life just becomes much more of an easy flow to it yeah. and pushing against it you kind of accept it and you think okay cool but you know I can I can still do okay with this yeah and, and in, in exactly that one of the things that you know I've noticed from having guests on this show um for people that are doing amazing work is that all this has come from some kind of challenge you know at one stage in their life there was a challenge that came along and they reacted because they needed to and then something beautiful came off the back of it and I I really kind of feel that this is the case for you for you as well you know um you start to look into um doing the research and all that kind of stuff and and what you've created now um in the in the blog is a really beautiful thing in that it's now helping others um sort of empower them and to allow them to access information all this kind of stuff as well um and just kind of sharing that key message about kind of, you know, living your best life, you know, it's what we've called the show today. Um, what for you, um, if you could kind of put it into a few sentences, what does living your best life mean to you, Kaylee? Um, living my best life. Okay. So we all have this picture of, you know, we, we see this phrase and we think, oh, that must mean being on a yacht um sailing mm. around you know <laughs> a beautiful mediterranean island which don't get me wrong sounds amazing <laughs> um but i think it's to me it's about knowing that we do have um routines in everyday life and some people you know it gets called that mundane routine but actually there's something really beautiful in that but like you get to experience every moment and although every moment might not be exciting or it might be quite difficult but these experiences are leading on to um, the way we shape our lives. And I think it's just about really 
being appreciative of what we have and you know the family units we have around us and um, or friendship groups and and just really um, being grateful and just enjoying those moments even though it might not you might not be on a yacht sailing around the world but there's something really beautiful in every moment and I think it's just taking that and looking at that and being grateful for it. Absolutely. I can't remember who said it, but, you know, someone said that quote, we are, we repeatedly do, you know, so if we choose to to do on a daily basis kind of forms our daily life and, and, and kind of forms the rest of our lives to an extent. Um, when we're talking about, you know, we're trying our best to live our best life. And um, I guess there's kind of key foundational elements. Some of them you just touched on um, from there. Um, a couple that I picked up from there was, was sort of, um, community and sort of your family and friends. Um, tell me a little bit about how community has kind of helped you on your, um, your kind of journey so far, Katie. Yeah. Community is so important. Um, I think it was Tony Robbins, what they said about, uh, proximity is power. So Mm. the five people that we surround ourselves with the most is, is what Mm. we become. So you really, um, want to keep your, your community quite, quite tight. And it's all about, um, having people who empower you. Now they're not going to empower you every single day, but just knowing that you have those people there who you can turn to, you can talk to, um, who allow you to be sad when you need to be sad because that's really important. We can't be happy and shiny all the time. And for me, that's a massive, um, massive thing. I don't think I could get through this journey. I mean, I'm quite a positive person. I I have high resilience, but living with cancer, there's days where I, do have a lot of pain um mm. and I have an amazing partner and and um parents who helped me through that you know my friends and and also my work colleagues they they've been very very respectful um and understanding and and putting adjustments in place and I think community you know um as we are humans we are designed to have that community we and um not be alone and it's something that we really need and and in the blue zones as well I don't know if you have you heard of the blue zones at, at all yeah is this is this the areas of the the world where they have all these um things like community um food and all that kind of stuff that all kind of comes together to create a long life is that yes yeah yeah the centenarians but long life yeah. but quality of life with that as well and yeah part of that is community and and it's about just you know for me it's so important it's what makes me laugh if I need to cry I can cry Mm. and release those emotions um but it brings joy and I think that is you know community something that can bring you joy and empower you is so important especially if you're going through a healing journey Mm. I think you know as you say it's it's really important but I'm guessing in in a lot of situations where people have challenges it's something that they kind of neglect sometimes as well you know um I think you know from personal experience from different times of you know my life you know when there's been challenges you you sometimes become inward um and maybe you don't initially feel like um sort of reaching out to other people um what advice could you kind of give to people if they're kind of feeling a little bit like that and maybe they feel I don't know whether that's kind of shame or or any of these other emotions yeah, it's um, it, it's hard, especially if we're thinking about our mental health. You know, we're all on the mm. mental health continuum as we are the physical health. It doesn't mean we, mm. all, you know, have a d- diagnosable mental illness. But mm. um, I think when when we are feeling feeling low um, within ourselves, and if somebody's experiencing a mental illness, you know, that feeling is much much harder for them so reaching out can be quite difficult and I think it's really about preparing yourself of who you've got around you make sure you have people um who are caring who are non-judgmental as well and um if you can even just uh, uh, have a plan with your friends or family who who, or who Mm. you go to um as and you know say this is something I might do when I'm when I'm feeling things are a little bit harder and then they can recognize that and maybe they can come to you rather than you having to open up your gates themselves and because that can be very very challenging to ask for help I get that 
no definitely and and kind of following on from that one of the other things i kind of picked up from what you were saying as well as was gratitude was something that was was very important to you um and it's it's kind of a word that's kind of banded about i guess quite a lot these days um but but i think that's only because it's now come to the forefront that it is so important can you tell us a little bit about kind of in your own experience how gratitude has helped you um sort of move from day to day and kind of living your best life yes definitely so i kind of base my um sort of living my best life on the four pillar plan so like food mm. movement yeah. relaxation and, and sleep and yeah. for me gratitude is definitely a part of my well just everyday life but also um when i'm doing my relaxation techniques i have a gratitude journal and yeah. what we focus on that's what comes into our life and mm. so I do a really, really simple gratitude practice where I have a um, a diary and I write three things down that day, what I'm grateful for, but also why I'm grateful for it. Um, yeah. I tend to focus on more of the smaller things rather than, you know, like we're, we're all grateful for our jobs and um, that brings in obviously money to pay the bills and our families and loved ones. But I try yeah. to be a bit more um, specific for it and focus mm. on, why so it may be for example somebody might have helped me to carry some things to my car and you know just even really small things like that or I might be feeling overwhelmed so I took a walk at lunchtime and I could just see the blue sky and and the birds and you know I was really grateful for them because they helped me to bring me back into um into my body and just being more aware and so it can be really really small things and when we focus on those small things it then creates that ripple effect and we start to notice more things that we're grateful for and then that starts to help us lead from a place of love and that is so important so it kind of um starts changing our mindset and creating these small patterns within our within our mind so our mind is a muscle and when we are focusing on one thing that's what it's going to be working towards and when we can try switch that to um so from a rather than a place of lack and fear we can switch it to a place of gratitude and love we're going to cultivate more of that into our lives so yeah gratitude oh a huge fan of it <laughs> and you know as you were saying that all these sort of light bulbs going off for me because this is exactly what i do as well so it was really great to hear that other people are doing this as well so um yeah for me it's um i have a notebook just before I go to bed, um, I, I sort of do that in, in the evening. Um, some people do it in, in the morning as well. They used to do it in the morning. I, I normally wake up and have meditation then and then pick up gratitude in the evening. Um, and for me, it's just five um, five things I'm grateful for. And, you know, I encourage people just to try it, you know, because um, as you say, you know, what you focus on, you get more of. So in those times where you're feeling a little bit down or maybe you're sort of feeling a little bit, like things are getting on top of you just focusing on some of the smallest things and like you say it hasn't got to be big you know meaningful things at that moment you know I, I think there's times when you know I can't think of the fifth one for example and I'm just like oh I'm, I'm grateful for the food that I ate today you know the 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 comfy bed that I get to to, to lay in every night you know little things like that um so it really can be some of the smallest things um, and I think you'll probably agree as well that, you know, that's have, that's has so many benefits. Yes, definitely. Um, for me as as well, it helps to lower stress. Um, yeah. it, it can be a gradual process, but the more you do it, you might not realise actually it is changing your mindset. But then mm. this is why I love journaling and it doesn't have to be, you know, paragraphs of writing, but just, just quick little notes sometimes because you can then look yeah. and think, wow actually my mindset has changed and you know we're building more resilience and we're reducing our stress levels which is going to then you know help reduce that cortisol that we get in our body and which can lead yeah. to inflammation and obviously for me living with cancer trying to reduce inflammation within my body is super important but it's so important for anyone um because stress can have a whole host of um you know mentally like symptoms but also physically and disease and um just 
friction within ourselves so it yeah trying to reduce stress and through gratitude is a really great way to do that and that moves us swiftly on to another point that you just raised in those kind of four fillers with um four pillars was um was rest and sleep and you know it's, it's it's something that a lot of us neglect especially if we're working um or maybe we're sort of working towards our own business or our own goals it's one of the things that i think people just kind of leave on the back burner but it's so important would you agree yes um a hundred percent yes and there's been a lot of new research come out and to say actually when um we are lacking sleep it, it has huge effects on our health and one of the leading causes of death is actually um as you probably know sort of um heart disease and um the effects that lack of sleep can have on on our heart health um you know also other parts of you know bodies and organs and things but um Mm. sleep is really really important for helping our body to repair so that's when it's to um detox um, things from our lymphatic system it helps our organs to repair and nowadays we have so many different distractions um for example our laptops our blue light from our phone mm. even yeah. in other uh, lights on in our, in our home in the evenings as well so it's really important to create a um evening routine and i do harp on, on about evening mm. routines quite a lot um which i'm happy to share mine if if that would be useful at all because it's something that I I love to do when we're preparing for good sleep you know it it starts it starts a couple of hours before bed yeah I mean definitely I mean I think people immediately think about sort of a morning routine um but as you say sort of an evening routine is is equally if not sometimes more important than than kind of how you start the day sometimes yeah I'd love to know let me um let us know about how you how you do that now yeah so um one important thing actually starts and this is something that I'm working on myself and mm. I like to share things that I'm working on too because I don't want things to sound too unrealistic I want people to know, mm. know that it is a process but is that we shouldn't be having caffeine after um mm. 12 8 12 o'clock in the afternoon so I'm a big green tea lover um, yeah. so I used to have it up right until bed but now I don't have it after 3 p.m and I am looking to cut that back to um 12 as well okay so yeah so it's reducing caffeine after midday so it kind of starts then but then as you get into the evening as the sun starts going down that's when we should be limiting our light exposure and some really great ways of doing that is to have the lights turned off in our homes and maybe get some Himalayan salt lamps they're always really great to have on because they create more of a relaxed environment for your body to start knowing that it's time to start winding down yeah Um, it's important obviously not to be eating too late as well and um so something that's how I I turn off my lights I like to have my essential oil lavender going as well because that helps to relax the body so I'm doing some really great things to help relax my body and my mind um I come off all electronics an hour before bed so I normally get into bed at 10 o'clock so by 9 p.m I'm off electronics I'm normally doing my meditation I will do my gratitude practice I will um be doing some angel card pulls and I'll be doing some reading as well and I think that's really important because a lot of people go oh I want to you know meditate or journal but I just don't seem to have the time for it but an hour before bed is a really great way of doing that because you really start to relax your body and then you can get into bed and your body will be rested to have good quality sleep because people um sleep a lot but they may not necessarily be getting good quality sleep. And that's really, really important for our health. Yeah, definitely. I actually got a, a new watch a little while ago and it monitors your sleep, which is a good thing and a bad thing because you, a bad thing because you keep looking at it and seeing what it did and you look back on it and it shows you like all the, the periods and how what period of that was deep sleep and if that was good. It gives you like a rating. Um, <laughs> it gives, gives you something to work from. Um, but yeah, I, like you say, it's... Um, it's one of those things we really neglect, I think, isn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, there's going to be pe- people listening to this as well as saying, well, you know, I've got, 
I've got children, they go to bed. And then when I get, when they go to bed, I need to have some time. Maybe I need to do some housework after that time and that as well. Um, but it isn't, like you said at the beginning, it isn't about doing all these things straight off the bat. It's about looking at one area, incorporating it into a small element of your day and then sort of building from that. Um, cause otherwise you can get so much overwhelmed, I think from, from some of this stuff. How did, how did you kind of build some of this stuff up for yourself? Was it kind of a, a, a kind of a slow build? Yeah, it, it, it was definitely um, exactly what you said there. It's about, for me, it was about creating habits. And mm. it can be hard to start something. And often we all like to go in sort of all at once. Um, but that can be very difficult, especially if we're kind of setting ourselves up to fail. And then we think, well, we can't do it. And then we don't want to do it. Um, yeah. So- yeah, my advice with that would be um, is to make small changes. And like I said, I, I, I still do that now. Um, and you let those small changes start to become a habit. And they do. And they just start to embed naturally into your daily life. And it doesn't seem too overwhelming that way. Because like you said as well, it can be. We have so much information out there nowadays. And it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. what to do and where to start. Um and that's something that I do with meditation as well. I started doing three minutes a day for a month and then I built it up to five minutes a day for a month and then again going up to 10. And then I went to two 10 minute sessions um, every day for a month and, and built it up that way. So it's a slow, gradual process. And I think that's really important not to become overwhelmed, start off um, slowly with small things and, and, and just build upon those foundations. Yeah, and I think you know in the time we live in as well things like meditation it's so easy to get into it there's an abundance of apps um that kind of guide you through some of these things as well and they're not always paid there's there's free ones as well um i use insight timer sometimes as well which is a which is a really great free meditation app um, and if you haven't come across that i'll link that up in the in the notes in the show notes um but that i think that's the thing and and also, if you're listening to this and maybe all these things that we're talking about, and maybe the, maybe the first time or maybe you've heard about them in the past and a bit sort of wary about, you know, they sound a bit woo-woo and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all I would say is just give them a try, you know, especially my hunch is like, for example, with something like meditation, if you just give a little bit of your time and just build that muscle up, because um, it is a muscle, um, like a, you would go to the gym for for other means um once you start seeing those benefits and you know especially for something like meditation it's 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 such an abundance of benefits um it's yeah it it really is life-changing um but just keep really small steps um as you go um another one of these pillars um that you mentioned before there's two two more i want to sort of touch upon one being kind of what we put into our bodies um, the nutritional element of what we put into our bodies. I know that's something that you love to speak about on your blog as well, Kelly. I do, yes. Um, and I think it's quite important to mention that I am um, vegan. Um, okay. So yeah. some people automatically think, no, there's like a barrier goes up when I say I'm <laughs> vegan to some people. But just so people could be aware, so they know kind of where I'm coming from, because I think mm. it's really important to eat intuitively for your body and I think there's a lot of fear that if you do go um maybe plant-based that you don't get enough um b12 or or or, um vitamin d3 but for me actually I used to have a deficiency and then when I went plant-based um I, I no longer have those deficiencies because I understood what I was putting into my body and yeah. um, was eating intuitively for for me. And I think that's something that you have to, um, you know, you have to make those decisions for yourself to know actually what does my body need today? But to be able mm-hmm. to get to the point of doing that, you need to start fueling your body with whole food. So it, it's food that, like we can use this medicine so it doesn't have ingredients in it but they are ingredients themselves so real whole foods um that are processed and 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 don't get me wrong i i do love to go out for dinner and maybe the food isn't as always as um 
unrefined or processed as I would like but I don't have any guilt around that either because it's um you know an exception rather than the rule so it's that kind of that 80 20 balance there um but majority of the time I'm I'm eating whole foods that are unrefined and processed and they don't have any sort of refined sugar in them either yeah and I I think that's the thing isn't it you know you spoke about veganism at, at the beginning and I think that's just something that a lot of people just don't understand or know about you know until they've kind of experienced it themselves um it's again something that we don't necessarily have a lot of information on currently and, that, and that's growing as you say and you know this is all these conversations i say this to every pretty much every guest on the show is that i wish that this was the stuff that was just taught in schools you know um it's all these different elements because you know we can learn about all these different things that went on in the past and all these um key events in the past which we might not use for the rest of our lives um but this is the stuff that we will use day to day and i you know it's just so important when i when i speak with people about these sort of things and it's something like nutrition as well you know a lot of that comes from food we were given as kids and that kind of thing it's kind of a, a learned process isn't it and um i mean you must see that when you kind of go out and speak to people that some of these things are quite ingrained sometimes and difficult to kind of pull off Definitely. And yeah, and, and it's hard sometimes to change um, mindsets because there are so many adverts out there or we might see on food labels packaging saying fat free, um, which normally means, um, you know, much more full of sugar. And and there's some really great fats out there that are really healthy for us, sort of like avocados, nuts and seeds. And, yeah. and we need that within our body, but we become so scared and afraid of this term fat. Um, and it, it really is taking it back to the basics and thinking, okay, these fresh ingredients, they're, they're, they're whole foods. And if I'm cooking these and eating my, I would say more seven a day rather than five a day, but you're getting your seven a day in, you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables and, and you're, you know, even cooking with spices is a great way to add really great flavor to your food. And, um, spices have so many health benefits in themselves um especially when reducing inflammation within the body and yeah so taking it back to basics um trying to avoid um foods that are come from packets but actually you know eat eating fresh produce um even great if you can go to your local green grocers i know not everyone can do that um because few and far between now as well which is um quite sad to see but yeah just just trying to keep it simple there's so many different um diets now out there and when I think about diet I I call it eating real whole foods and Mm. what what's good for your own body yeah definitely and as a byproduct of that is also you know we haven't spoken yet about kind of movement as well you know moving in the way that our body was supposed to move and how we were created um I know that's something that you're you're passionate about as well Kaylee Yes, I am. So I love exercise, um, but not everybody does, which I completely get. And but that is because of the term exercise is used and it can really Mm -hmm. freak people out. Um, So I I tend to use the word that that you just used yourself, movement, um, because this just creates a mindset that shift in the you know in the mind it 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 helps it to become rather than a barrier going up it it brings it down and you start realizing that movement and physical activity can be in many many different ways um you know we have so many great classes now that you can go try new things out um it might be that you love walking and going on hikes and that's really great because you're out in the fresh air, you're in nature, which is so mm. healing and important within itself. Um, and, you know, it might be that you want to try trampoline and I took my niece to the trampoline park and I went yeah. the next day and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I am in pain. Like my, I use <laughs> muscles that I didn't realize I had, um, but I had so much fun at the same time. And we have these rock climbing centers now, um, uh, you know, cycling. There's 
there's so many great ways that you can move your body and mm. you know we we we're quite sedentary now and it's about being more fluid with your movements like I I really I like training with weights as well but I try and mix yeah. it up and and rather than just one muscle group I'll be um working all over so I'm really moving my body rather than standing still and just um moving away because I think mm. it's so important to be you know getting that movement in that fluidity within the body and moving that energy around and definitely and when we talk about movement you know for for the listeners as well it hasn't got to be something that they're going straight to a gym or straight to a class it could be just be getting up a little bit early in the morning going for a walk you know if you've got a dog that's a ideal opportunity to go for a nice walk um and just you know for me when i used to do walking in the morning as well it was just a great way to kind of get fresh air through your lungs you know be up at a time when no one else is about and there's something quite magical about being up at that time of day as well you know when no one's around and um and kind of doing like that um was it how did you kind of work it was it it was movement and exercise something you'd always done or did you have to kind of um take small steps to kind of get you in that position it has been something that I had always done. Um, I'm, I'm quite lucky. My mum was always quite active. She loves running. Um, cool. I can't run, unfortunately, because, <laughs> because of my leg. Um, it, it's, it's too much impact on there for it. Um, mm. But I do move in different ways. And, yeah, so, so it has been something that, that has been quite natural for me. So I completely understand mm. that people do find it hard and quite overwhelming or, or even scary to start exercising or, or doing different mm. movements. Um, and that's something that needs to be understood. Otherwise, um, you know, we're, we're not going to help inspire people to want to move their bodies. And mm. one thing that I have noticed is that with a lot of gym classes and workouts, we think that we have to do an hour. And um, I heard something to say, you know, where has this hour come from? We have, you know, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour. Or I'm going to do an exercise class for an hour. We, we feel like that if we don't do an hour's workout, that we, we haven't had a good enough workout. But actually, you know, if you're just moving your body, it could be half an hour it can be even 10 minutes you could get a better workout in in 10 minutes that you then you might you know do in an hour and sometimes an hour can be far too long to fit into people's daily routines and you know people then won't move their bodies but rather than think thinking actually I'm just going to move my body for 10 minutes and they do that every day that will be so much better and so much more beneficial for your body than going and doing any some movement just for once a week for an hour so if you need to I definitely would say to break that movement down into smaller chunks and do it do it daily absolutely I'm actually going through that journey myself at the moment as someone that hasn't always come easily to to exercise and again it's interesting what you said about your mum used to do exercise and then you know that was kind of in some way kind of reflected on on you you know that wasn't that wasn't the trend that was in my family so it's always been something that's been quite difficult so I'm I'm currently feeling the pain of going through um that as well but it's I can always already see the benefits thinking clearer um you know freer movement in the body um you know, all these different things. And I'm looking forward to now this journey of sort of changing that and, and looking forward to what that would mean for me later on. Um, it's such an important thing. And it was really the sort of final part of my sort of life, as it were, that wasn't quite in the right place. So it's, um, it's um, I'm with you if you're listening to this and you're struggling. <laughs> I'm certainly um, going through that myself at the moment. Um, so we've, we've spoken about community. We've spoken about gratitude. We've spoken about rest. We've spoken about movement and nutrition as well um and this kind of forms this kind of foundation from for what we believe is is kind of living the best life that you can do um in your experience and from enhancing all these areas of your life what have you found to be the core benefits as a whole of 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 this journey wow okay so i'm gonna try try keep this one you know (laughs) so please do interrupt me if you need to because I love speaking about the benefits because there are so many and and you've mentioned it yourself um, about thinking clearer and I want to look at our 
mental health and our physical health holistically. So um, as I go through this, when I'm talking about health, I'm, I'm talking about both of them together because we really need to yeah. start thinking of them as one rather than two separate entities. Um, yeah. Mental health something. So I'm a mental health first aid instructor. So I, I train people yeah. to be mental health first aid trainers. Um, and I also... Uh, deliver a, a mental health awareness course so I love to bring it all together um, but it helps in all areas of our lives so we can think more clearly such as you said and and we thrive more as well and mm. when we're thinking clearly we are we're able to feel more organized we're less overwhelmed we're less stressed and so daily our daily lives become easier and more manageable so it, it's again reducing that stress reducing that inflammation with the in within the body as well um and even having that that mental clarity there it helps us to eat better as well because we feel like we do have more time and we're not in a rush so we're not just going to rush to you know the um to a fast food chain and um you know get get some convenient food so that that's a huge benefit in itself because it's going to help us to feel like we can eat eat um more healthy and nutrition nutrition food and it's going to help our work because our product our productivity will go up as well um so yeah all areas of our life so that's what I've really found I found that my mental clarity my energy levels that's all become much much better and living with a chronic condition um energy levels is something that people can really struggle with like I understand yeah. days where I'm on the sofa and I can't really do much but those days are few and far between now because I've I've kind of gone on this journey and wanting to mm -hmm. fuel my body with healthiest food and fuel my mind with with um with with good sort of meditation and um even things on Instagram as well. So I think, yeah, it, it, it definitely helps in all areas and it just helps you feel more at one with your body and you're not feeling so overwhelmed and disorganized. So it, it definitely brings a sense of calm and clarity. No, definitely. You know, everything you're, you're saying there is really resonating with previous conversations we've had on the show. And, you know, it seems to be a general consensus that, you know, again, what we focus on in our lives, we get more of, we focus on the more positive aspects of all these areas. Um, the more abundance just generally, you know, comes to us. And it's just a amazing thing, really. Um, there's, there's going to be people listening to this who think, well, that's all well and good, but, and then they'll have different reasons why maybe they can't, um, progress in these areas. You know, maybe it's a nutrition, maybe they feel it's too expensive, uh, maybe it's movement maybe I don't have the time is this something that I'm um, obviously you're um, delivering mental health awareness courses and, and that kind of thing as well I'm guessing these are kind of um, uh, things that come up when you're kind of teaching um, is it something that kind of comes up quite regularly yes and and yeah I'm I would um, I think it's really important that there's no judgment there because no. it is a it is a mindset and we've been conditioned and and the information that we're consuming that's out there is you know um it, it doesn't help we have and don't get me wrong I love um the healthcare system in the world you know modern day mm. medicine is needed especially you know if there's a trauma or an emergency it's mm. great but I think we definitely need a combination of of both you know natural healing and that but we we've come from we're consuming all this information and and it's quite hard to make change our our mindsets and to create a new pattern so yeah it definitely is something that I've come across a lot and um when I'm working with different individuals I I Again, I come back to, you know, just small changes, drop small nuggets of wisdom that rather than coming from a place where you're telling someone you should do this, I always yeah. say you, you shouldn't shit all over people. Um, <laughs> I guess you should there. But um, 
yeah, you're, you're doing it with love and you kind of lead the way and, and people then naturally start to gravitate towards you and, and they want to know what you're doing because people do want to feel better. Um, and a huge part of it to me is self-love and, and people, of course, of course want that. So it's just about being the change yourself and, and other people kind of gravitate towards you and they can, you know, might start asking you questions and, and that's when you can really help them is when they're, when they're willing and they're wanting that change. Otherwise, there's, there's, there, there are barriers that, that do get put up and it's just a reflection of people not being quite ready to hear what you have to say. So I feel like it's just kind of leading with love and, and they, they kind of then will start to follow and, and then that's when they make those changes within their lives as well. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, lead with the best example that you can give. And then, you know, as and when it's the right time for their journey to to pick these things up, they'll, you know, they'll come across it in their own way. Um, you know, r- research has been something that's been a huge benefit to you um, in your kind of journey over the over the past few years. And it's been something you've kind of been able to delve into and, and, um, and kind of research yourself. Have you had any any kind of mentors or people that have helped you along the way? Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like I could not have gone on this journey without them. So mm. I have people around me who inspire me daily. And um, but a really really big tool, um, which I do want to give a shout out to social media mm. because I know it can get yeah. a bad rep for good reasons why. <laughs> um, but. To me, I've used it as a tool to help inspire me. So when it first started um, and I had first got my Instagram account, I was following a lot of Fitspo models um, because mm. I felt like, you know, that was the thing that you that you do. And I realized mm. it's just not making me feel good. Um, so I unfollowed them. And now I follow people who inspire me, who I can learn things from as well. And I can... Um, you know, I can learn daily from and and bed, mm. bed things into my life and practices and rituals that that they do. So, I've had I've worked with um, some lifestyle coaches as well. Um, I've yeah. been on some women empowerment courses, um, but there's some amazing free courses out there. So every time I see a free course and it resonates with me, I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm taking advantage of that, and I'm doing. Yeah because then you're you're building this online community that that's there that can help support you that can help keep you accountable as well um we automatically think when it comes to coaches that we have to spend a a lot of money on them but actually maybe listening to podcasts like this podcast great podcast um amazing tips from and lifestyle um choices and you know information and guests that you've had on this show so listening to podcasts is one great tool to really Mm. help um develop your your knowledge and that's what I do so I listen to a podcast um every morning on my commute to work but I hate driving um it's it's just something I just like doing getting Mm -hmm. stuck in traffic um But I listen to a podcast and it completely changes my mindset because mm. I'm learning. So rather than it being sort of wasted time, it's I'm actually learning new things from, you know, top leaders and health coaches or mm. mindset practitioners um, from around the world. And, and it just helps you to, um, you know, you're not going to do everything that they do, but there's some small nuggets of wisdom in there that can be easily embedded into your life. And you're not having to spend a lot of money on, on um, going out and, and getting a coach, which is mm. amazing. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, what I tell people is just kind of be a sponge, you know, that there's so much information out there. We're so great, lucky. And I feel so grateful to have the information we have out online that we have access to. And everything back 25 years or something like that, someone growing up then, they didn't have half of this information. And, you know, equally, like you said, with the inspo models and that kind of stuff, there is stuff that maybe um, is not always best for us. But I think with some of this stuff, you get a gut feeling after a while and you get a gut feeling as to who you want to listen to and work with. And as you say, podcasts are a fantastic way of kind of getting into some of this stuff um it's free you can do other stuff like you said driving and other bits and pieces while you're doing it so you're able to do two things at once which is always great to save you some time and that kind of stuff and also books i just want to mention books as well you know i think 
Um, books were something that was kind of forgotten for a little while in the last few years, but are now sort of making much more of a comeback. You know, I, I really think that a book is the best kind of £10 you could spend on education. You know, it's you know, some of the, some of the, the insights and learnings that we can get from, from books. Um, it's just so amazing right now. So it hasn't got to be investing a lot of money in a coach or something like that. A book, something that you delve into, or do you prefer kind of podcasts and audio? I, I love books. So I've always loved reading, um, and coming back actually to my learning difficulties. That's why it took, mm. um, a little while for my mum to be able to get me diagnosed with one of them which is dyslexia because I was such you know I was reading at a higher level um and understanding it but so yeah books have always been a big big part I I enjoy reading um and there's so many self-development books out there which are amazing you get to highlight the pages and you get to make notes (laughs) and yeah so books are very very useful um I also like to read for not just for learning so sometimes I might, I'm going to put the a self-development book down because sometimes it can get overwhelming with all this information yeah. um yeah. so I would say to somebody who's feeling like that you don't have to apply everything into your life at once and not everything that people speak about is going to resonate with you but there, there might be something that you think yes that that is what I can do that's going to make a difference and like you said you start getting that gut feeling for when you get more intuitive in your body you, you know what might feel more right for you um but one of the books that I've read um which is absolutely fantastic was by Melissa Ambrosini mastering your mean girl and she's just recently wrote a second one as well and yeah. also just finish um which you may have read um, Notes on a Nervous Planet by Matt Haig. And no, I haven't. I've, I've got that saved on my Amazon sort of got to buy list, but I haven't yet got it. That's a, that's a small book, right? It's, it's not too big. No, it's so small. And um, the chapters are very small in itself as well. So you could read and perfect to put into your bedtime routine. So you could read mm-hmm. maybe just one or two chapters. It's not overwhelming. Um, so if you, for anyone listening who's not read that book yet, it is it is so good. I, I can't really describe it. It's just so funny, but so real and just goes through, you know, real things that, that we feel on, on day-to-day lives. So I think everybody would relate to that. So it's more, it's not really a self-help book as such. It's just you relate to it, but there are some really great nuggets in there which you think I can do that. And it's, it's, it's not intimidating. It is a great book. Perfect. Great recommendation. Now I have to go and get that tomorrow. Um, From going through anything like this, big changes, lifestyle changes. um, I'm guessing sometimes the people that we live with sometimes maybe have, in the objections, but they might find it difficult. You adapting to to new routines. Um, again, this may be something that comes up when you you run courses for people that are looking for help with certain challenges, and that they they all have good intentions of uh, wanting to make those first steps. Maybe at home or sort of their social circles, they're not always overly um, supportive. Is that something that you you find, and and more importantly, did you find that yourself? You know, when you were you were sort of learning all these new sort of aspects of your life. I haven't, um, I didn't find much of it, but I must admit that there has been some resistance there. Um, mm. But so maybe I, I can't speak too much on that. So although there's mm. resistance, I've, I've always had um, quite, found people to be quite supportive, which is good. But I can definitely see that that some people would have maybe more objections from other people. Mm. Um, However, I would just say to, you know, be very open, be very, um, to say why you want to. Mm. And again, don't try and force them to make that change with you. You you do it, doing it yourself as well. Um, And just always coming from a really, really loving place. So if somebody might be finding it quite difficult, it might be because, you know, it's bringing up something within themselves as well, which they're not quite ready to do. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's just always leading with love. And to know that you have the permission to change. You know, we're learning things every day. We go through different life experience every day. 
we're, we're going to change and, and that's allowed. And I think sometimes people are waiting for permission. So if you're waiting for permission, I'm telling you, you've lost it. So you're allowed to change and learn and evolve. I think that's the, the thing, isn't it? You know, often we kind of wait for the perfect time when we've got the, you know, the perfect job, we've got the, you know, the perfect amount of money coming in, the perfect time. And and what you find is that, you know, the years just roll by and sometimes you can be in the same position and you wish you'd made something, done something about it, um, you know, it, which covers all aspects of our life. And I think, you know, going back to what we were saying about, family members and and maybe in those circumstances where they're not supportive it's really like you say just with love in the fact that the person that they know and love is is changing somewhat so they feel a little bit kind of well what do we do how do i be around them that kind of thing and it all just comes down to communication as you said um kaylee if you have that conversation about why it's important to you um you know and, and what the benefits will be for you going forward um you know if they love you they'll understand and i think sometimes where that where there is a bit of friction is that they don't really sort of understand what's going on. Maybe you haven't talked to them about it. So yeah, like any sort of relationship matter, just, just improve that in communication and just kind of break it down for them. Um, just kind of helps, I think. Um, so we've, we've started all these new things. We've taken it very step by step. We're, we're introducing small changes. Um, it's, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? To kind of keep, yourself on track maybe if it's something that we haven't maybe something we've never done before maybe we've, we've changed our whole nutrition uh, maybe we've started to choose a different diet or, or choose a different approach to what we eat um and, and it can be challenging to keep on that on that journey sometimes what advice would you kind of give to people that maybe have started and maybe have started to feel that they're waning a bit um and this could be anything not just nutrition maybe they're on that journey and they're just finding that sometimes they're they haven't got as much strength as they have done at other times what would you kind of recommend that they sort of consider or kind of think about okay so this is a great question and i love this because you know we're we've spoken about all these changes and it human we're humans you know sometimes we might fall off track and and that's that's okay so it's important to know that so yeah this this is a great question um so things that I've done personally is um again I'm going to come back to journaling but there's something called a bullet journal which is literally just Mm. pages with dots on it and you can write down the changes that you're trying to do and you then colour in one of the dots. And then if you do it a second day, you colour in the dot again and, and you link or you can just draw a line through the dots of how many days that you've done. Um, so it doesn't take much time. It's really quick and effective. You can go, yep, I, you know, I've eaten my five uh, or seven portions of um, vegetables and fruit. Um, so you're really keeping a track on it and you can see what days um, maybe you haven't, you know, done everything that you've needed to do. But yeah. it's just having a bit of a structure around it and structure is really, really important. So maybe you do have a morning routine where you do your meditation or you prefer to do it in the evening. Like I love doing it on but in both, but yeah. if you don't, and that's absolutely fine. You do what works best for you. But having a routine will really help again um, for your mind to start realizing that this is actually part of your daily routine. Now it become habit and it's just something that you naturally flow towards. Um, but again, use the social media, follow inspirational people who, who do inspire you and who are teaching you things, because the more you surround yourself, um, with people who want that same lifestyle as you or, or, you know, are working on those things within themselves too, you're going to feel more, more inspired. It's kind of, there keeping you accountable and you might want to find like an accountability buddy as well. Um, mm-hmm. someone just to help, you know, you helping keep each other on track. So there are some really great simple tools that you, that you can do. Um, but I think as well, when it comes to movement, coming back to, you know, make sure that you're enjoying it. Don't let it ever become stale and boring and something you have to drag yourself to do. If you don't want to go to the gym or if you don't want to go outside and do that walk, but actually you can mm. put on a yoga app and do 10 minutes of yoga, that's fine as well. Mm. But as long as you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got that routine and I know it's not always 
um, that routine's going to go to plan. So on days that it don't, it doesn't, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, it's life, other things happen. Um, and, and that's okay too. And it's not feeling guilty around it because that guilt will make you know will make you feel worse and and then you might then think well there's just no point but actually you know just if you have a bad day have a bad day just you know you have a bad hour you have a bad hour you know you you make you make the next day or the next hour better do something which you you know that does change your state or your mindset so it might just be as simply as doing one minute of deep belly breathing to you know calm yourself down but have something that keeps you accountable maybe a journal or um a bullet journal which is really easy you might have an app where I think there's apps now which you can have like daily daily habits and you can put your habits in there that you want to do and you can tick them off so you're keeping yourself on track and you look back and you think actually yeah I'm I'm doing pretty good You know, I say this every every episode, but I really do think we could we could talk about this forever. This is, you know, there's so many facets to all these things, um, and and they're all so important. the The purpose of the podcast is called Make Today Count, and the reason for that being is that after you know a listener has, has listened to the, one of the shows, I'd love them to be able to make one small change um, the following day um, on the topic that we've discussed and. Um, you know, we've spoken about a lot of things this evening, all of which we could make some small changes, but I'm going to put you on the spot now, Kaylee. So if, um, if you could choose just one thing um, that someone could, you know, maybe if they f- felt that maybe in all these areas that are thought about, you know, little, just a little bit out of tune, um, needs a little bit sort of love and care, what one kind of small step would you encourage them to take tomorrow? Okay. So, um, oh, there's there's two that I feel like I just can't choose between, but they're both. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. <laughs> Thank you. They're both very, very simple ones as well. And that's gratitude. So have a gratitude practice because that's going to completely change change your mindset it might be a slow gradual process but I can promise you after a few months your your mindset's going to be changed and that's going to really help all like all areas of your life and also getting good quality sleep so start to prioritize sleep Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to sleep more or longer but just have a good nighttime routine and a good morning routine, which really sets you up for the day and obviously helps you to close down at night to have that good quality sleep. Um, that's so important for our health, for our physical health and our mental health. So yeah, um, I'll choose a gratitude practice and getting good quality sleep. Perfect. Good choices. And two as well. So double bonus for, for this episode. Um, with all the stuff you've got going on, um, through the training that you give, um, through being a, a mental health first aider, through the you know the, the stuff that you, all the great stuff that you're doing with the blog as well, um, you've got so much going on. Anything in particular that you've got coming up that you want to you want to mention, or anything in particular in, as far as the blog that you're working on, or articles that are going to be coming out soon? Yes. So actually, I am going to say it because this is going to keep me accountable because I'm saying it mm. on the podcast. So um, oh, I love this. <laughs> I have been writing a book for years. I started it in my first year of university. And as you mm. can imagine, not a great time to start writing a book. Um, it's, mm. you know, it's a story. It's, it's very lighthearted. Um, but it's it's about sharing kind of this, this positive movement. Um mm. And yeah, I've kind of let life get in the way a little bit, but I'm coming towards the end of getting it kind of small changes made and then it goes through the editing stage, which I'm going to do myself. But um, that is one thing that I'm working on and I am going to get it finished this year. So I'm holding myself accountable now (laughs) out there, and I'm saying if you finish this year, I'm ready for next year to maybe send it to publishers or self-publish. I haven't decided yet. But um, and, is, and is this a is this a fictional piece of work or is it kind of a um, a personal thing? No, no fiction. So it's you know it has some life events in there which kind of relates yeah. to sort of like my my spiritual practices, um, mm. my healthy lifestyle because I wanted it to be a book that would inspire people that people could that people could read, enjoy the story of it, but actually feel inspired to put some of these changes into their own life as well. But it's through more of a gradual 
process rather than actually this is a self-development book this is what you can do um so yes it's, it's hopefully it'll be a nice story and people will like to read it and I'm also doing working on short Instagram videos so just mm. you know, covering topics such as today really short bursts just to help um inspire people and just bit to serve as a gentle reminder if people have gone oh yeah I haven't actually done that for a while um to you know embed healthier um practices into their daily routine so yeah they're two things that I'm working on at the moment Perfect. Sounds exciting about the book and everything. It's a uh, exciting times for you. Definitely. <laughs> um, and where's the best place if people want to con- connect, come and say hi? Um, would that be through the blog itself or via Instagram or, or where's yeah. the best place to? So my blog's a continuous thing. So please do go check it out at, at livinghealthybeingcancer.com. Um, and it's really all do- .co.uk I should really know that um it, it's not just about myself living with cancer it's lots of different other healthy living advice on there but majority of the time is the Instagram is the best place for me to connect um to connect with myself um that's where I, I share kind of my lifestyle and and what I do so yeah come find me on Instagram I'd love a conversation I love to help people so perfect well if you listen to this and you want to reach out please get in touch with kaylee via those um the website and all the links will be in the show notes on the podcast as well um we've spoken about gratitude this evening and i just wanted to express my gratitude to you kaylee and, and just acknowledge you it's been it's been great kind of um sort of learning a little bit more about your journey this evening um but also from seeing your social media posts from reading your articles on the blog it's it's just so inspirational kind of the journey that you've been on and the way in which you're helping people now you know i'm sure i can see from comments and other things that are being left for you that you're helping so many people um you know from the experiences that you've had so i just want to acknowledge you for that and say thank you and um if you like what you heard on the podcast today um please leave us a comment um, either on the website or via um, all the social media um, feeds that we'll say this on or wherever you find your podcasts. Um, also, we'd really love if you could leave us a review over on Apple iTunes if that's where you leave your um, reviews for the podcast. And until next time, I've been Ross Dean and I'll see you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.